This week on the Fake Outrage Report, more tough questions like, do kicking ass and singing have to go together? And what are the least and best places to be taking selfies? Hello, boys and girls, and welcome to another edition of the Fake Outrage Report. Phil Causey here with you as always, and I gotta be honest with you, I am on vacation and I pretty much don't give a shit. Like, as soon as we hit stop, I'm done. I'm going home. I'm going to spend some time in the woods, turn off all my social media for, like, a few days, and just fuck off. So I'm excited to do this episode for a lot of reasons. Fassel Alam is sitting in today for Sandeep Sen, who is already on vacation. How's it going, Fassel? <laughs> uh, I'm on vacation? I didn't know that. So I just No, Sandeep's on vacation. That's oh, why Sandeep's you're here I, Yeah, that makes a lot more sense. This is a good start for me so far. <laughs> You, you couldn't tell yourself apart from the other brown guy. I could not. That's how that's how internalized my racism is. You know, I just, <laughs> I'm fucked. I just see Sandeep in the mirror. So. <laughs> not when, a bad person to see in the mirror, by the if way. If anything, that's just like a, a, a delusional narcissist right there. If I see Sandeep, <laughs> hey, I'm a successful adult, you know, <laughs> but. Yeah, he is. He's a doctor. He's way more successful than most people I hang out with. Yeah. It was pretty interesting. And I'm very excited today to have our guest with us today, Matt Ruby. How's it going, man? It's going great. Thanks for having me. Yeah. I mean, you actually were one of the first people that I asked to do this show way back when I started it. Because I know that you are, you're kind of an ally in this war on bullshit outrage. I thought you were going to say, I'm filled with outrage. <laughs> uh, Perhaps you are about some things. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, sure. I mean, yeah, I think people are like getting on their high horse a lot. I think, yeah, what's... Uh, I'm much more interested by what you feel guilty about than what you're outraged by. Interesting. Okay, that's an angle I never actually thought of. Well, because I always feel like what you're outraged by is just sort of you showing off, like how how much better you are than like someone else or some, yeah, something it else, and it's like, oh, look at me. you know, it's sort of like actually like a bit of a narcissistic act. Sanctimonious um, is the new black. Yeah. So. <laughs> Like, whereas, like, confessing to something or, you know, like, being open or vulnerable or, like, admitting what you feel guilty about or something like that, to me, is much more of an interesting uh, thing to pay attention to and, like, uh, more revelatory about who someone really is. All right. So the fake guilt report. Look for that coming soon for Matt Ruby. That's <laughs> I, want the, I want the real stuff. I want the <laughs> or fake actually, stuff. Yeah. And because um, one of the reasons why I was excited, well, a few of them, you actually had a sketch about this that was out online called You Make What You Hate. That was uh, several months back. It came out. Mm -hmm. And uh, I loved this, by the way. And Thank you. Everyone go. It's on YouTube, I assume, right? Uh, or is it just on Facebook. Yeah, we'll right go now? to vuza.com, and it's there. If you just type in vuza, you make what you hate. V O O Z A. It's part of this yeah. show that we produce that makes fun of the tech world. Oh, it's phenomenal. It's great. It's a sketch. It's like a fake PSA starring Matt about why you need everyone needs to stop getting fucking mad all the time on the internet. And I loved it. So I'm definitely glad to have you here. And uh, you have much uh, bigger project too as well you have hot flashes which is your full-length comedy album coming out my debut stand-up album that's right coming out uh march 31st yeah well uh, this might be coming out the day after i don't know Fair so enough. Perfect timing. coming out out now i don't it's know a, that's what i meant to say it's out it's out baby yeah. yeah uh yeah so look for that hot flashes it's gonna be on all the usual it'll uh, be everywhere digitally that you usually can obtain music and uh, comedy stuff iTunes, Spotify, etc. Let's talk about this for a second. You um, did you record this already? Yeah, December seventh in Chicago. I recorded it at two shows at a uh, comedians you should know. This cool show in Chicago. 
Awesome. All right. And so you you did like most specials. You kind of spliced it together and took the best takes. I taped two different shows. Mm-hmm. I'd say 80% of it is the first show. And then there was a couple other things sprinkled in from, from the later show. Okay. Awesome. How long like, did that editing process take? Is that like really tedious or did you? Well, there was an editor doing it. Uh, and yeah, I mean, it's definitely, you know, I'm not crazy about going through and like listening to my own sets. And so it was definitely like I had to listen to it a few times and make notes and, you know, timestamp stuff and figure out, you know, do I want this version or that version? So it, it is uh, more of a hassle than I'm used to from like listening back to sets. But uh, I think worth I it, that. worth it at, at the end because then you have a finished product that you're proud of i have trouble just watching my own tapes or listening to my own sets after a mic yeah it's, it's a little rough yeah. you know yeah it's weird and like when i first started doing this show uh before i hired an editor shout out to editor dan um it's weird it's weird sitting there hearing your own voice for long periods of time and trying to figure out oh how can i fix this and make it sound better yeah, it's or even being strange. interested in like a conversation that you have already had once before. <laughs> you know, you're like, yeah. okay, yeah, I know what's going to happen next. Yeah, <laughs> definitely that too. And how difficult was that to like arrange everything aside from the recording and the sort of technical end? Like, how difficult was it to sort of put together this whole production of, uh, you know, getting a venue and setting it up and like promoting? Or is that like your home club out in Chicago or how? I mean, it's a show that I've done before that I really like a lot. It's a cool room. It's okay. sort of like a neat showroom space in the back of a bar that's kind of intimate but has a good vibe. And uh, uh, I worked with a record label called 800 Pound Gorilla Records that's doing a lot of like the, you know, recording and editing and, you know, promotion and figuring out the online stuff. So I'd say for on my aspect of things, like the tough part was just sort of like deciding to do it and figuring out where and when to do it and then you know, getting ready and kind of like grinding away on, you know. Oh, so you had control. Like they came to you and they're like, hey, where do you want to do this? And you were like, Chicago. Yeah. I mean, kind of the opposite. I had, I, I knew I wanted to do an album and I booked mm-hmm. the the location and, and then I was talking to a couple labels and they were the one that I thought seemed like the best fit. And so they, it all worked out. And kind Hell of yeah. So 800 pound Gorilla Records. The yep. ever, okay. Uh, Nashville, Tennessee. That sounds, I didn't know they did comedy and I thought they just did country in Nashville. I don't know. <laughs> I think they used to be like music industry guys, and now they're doing comedy stuff. All right. Well, that sounds pretty awesome. Uh, so let's uh, hop into some outrage, gentlemen. Uh, we're going to start with uh, overseas. A lot of outrage comes out of the UK for whatever reason. I don't know if it's the periodicals out there, how they cover it or whatnot, but we're going to start in London. Uh, for those of you who have been living under a rock, the big terror attacks were in London this week. There was another, I guess there was a car bomb or something that went off in London Four people died, a bunch more people injured, really tragic. Uh, but we, we don't talk about the mainstream stuff here at the Fake Outrage Report. We talk about weird, nuanced stories. And one of them sort of came out of the bigger story of the terror attack. During the aftermath, there was uh, the Sky News Network, which I guess is like uh, their version of a CNN sort of thing. It's a 24-hour news network. There was a guy spotted on live television <laughs> with a selfie stick in London, taking selfies and other footage right at the uh, location of the terror attack. Vassal Alam, you with me? Yeah, I'm following. I'm just looking at the pictures as you talk <laughs> about it, and I'm just enjoying it. 
I'm really enjoying this. You would enjoy this. <laughs> he looks like, I don't know, just looks like a blind guy holding the stick, like, the wrong way, just up in the air. Yeah, he does have like sunglasses that. on. It does yeah. look like he was kind of blind, <laughs> but clearly he's not, because yeah, he's, he's getting his yeah. perfect selfie angle. Yeah, yeah, that, that is, I'm not an expert, I never used one of these selfie sticks, but it appears that he's taking a selfie. <laughs> yeah, I just feel like if you weren't, there's cameras on both ends of the phone, right? So you could just hold it forward that way. It would yeah. be more effective to get a better view. I don't know why I'm doing this motion because no one can see me do it. <laughs> yeah, you did the full on act out there. Yeah. Definitely. Uh, yeah, it, I'm almost certain he's doing his selfie, even if it, it probably was a double purpose. That's what you said, right? So, you know, I don't think that makes it better, though. You know, because it, it's not like. Oh, no, I wasn't saying we're better. I'm just saying that's what he claims he was doing, or is that. Well, that's what some people claimed he was doing. I couldn't find. Nobody, like, interviewed the guy or found him. Um, but yeah, a few people were trying to like defend the guy saying like, Oh no, he was just trying to get better angles of the, of the whatever. Uh, I still think that's pretty awful either way. It's definitely in poor taste. Yeah. It's it's, in very poor taste. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's in poor taste and it's just stupid. Why the fuck do you want a memory of that? Here's this time a bunch of innocent people fucking died. Yeah. And I was here. Here's me. Like my Instagram. Yeah. Then again, I don't know. I've I've taken so, I mean, I mean, it's, it's, (laughs) that's just terrible. I just. I was going to make a horrible, I was like, I've taken pictures at Fort Masada, but I don't know why I have that. I went to Israel when I was a kid and there's some really depressing sites and there's pictures of me at these things. And I'm like, why the fuck did I take those? Um, Oh, that was with my parents. But yeah, this is way worse because it's actually happening in the moment. It's not a memorial. <laughs> yeah, the bodies know? are still warm. Okay, <laughs> it's Isn't like, this like uh, for a lot of people, their way of like relating to the world now, though? And ex- like you didn't experience something unless you have a photograph of being there. You yeah. know, like that. I, I'm always blown away. Like if you go to a concert, all the people who are like filming the band. And then I'm like, yeah. who wants to see this? No one wants to watch your crappy video of some band from like, you know, 2000 feet away. That sounds bad. And no no one can see anything like what is the purpose of this and also you're ruining the actual enjoyment of those around you because you're holding up a phone and also you're not getting to be present in the concert that you supposedly want to see because you're filming it yet there must be something that people get off on of being like this proves it's almost like they need to prove to themselves that they were there and if it's not yeah. captured in film but or video it didn't happen to them that's been going on long before camera phones i mean i grew up and i used to hate getting pictures they my parents had to take pictures of every fucking thing i did and we'd have to stop and pose and smile and i fucking hated that shit that's not it just all that happened is technology has allowed us to take the most irritating parts of people and just <laughs> do them exponentially worse people have always been like this it just it's more irritating every board because everyone, it's just so much easier for everyone to be that annoying, you know, is what it is. It's, we've always been narcissists. The only limitation is that we weren't as connected. We didn't know how stupid people were in our fucking town because we didn't hear their every fucking thought. <laughs> uh, their knee jerk reactions happened at their house. So only their idiot family would know like everything they said, you know, it's always existed. You know, we've, yeah. we've always been self important and it's probably just some evolutionary thing. I'm guessing. Well, like, I don't know about evolution. I feel like it's, it's degradation a little bit. Cause I feel like the selfie stick in general yeah. is an outrage. I think that not only does it look stupid, but to me, I, I think it, it speaks to the fact that we're even becoming more separated as individuals in society. Like, how hard is it really to go up to a stranger when you're at like a tourist site, not a not a terrorist site, a tourist site, and be like, "Hey, can you take a picture of me and my girlfriend or me and my buddy?" It takes eight seconds, mm-hmm. and who knows, you might make a friend or something. But people don't want to take the eight seconds to communicate with a stranger. They just want to fucking have a dumb little aluminum stick. 
Yeah, that but makes I mean, me angry. I'm, I'm not going to lie. I feel like those people are that anti-social. Even if they gave that eight seconds in the past without that technology, they weren't going to be that social in the first place. I think I think technology is just what you make of it, and I think people are just showing what they're willing to make of the of the gifts that were given to them. And unfortunately, a lot of people, I guess I'm just very anti-humanity, but uh, <laughs> I don't think the highest of people. And I think when we're given the power to do things, people have a tendency to do the dumbest shit. Some people are awesome with it. It's like, it's like drugs, like cocaine. 95% of people are fucking annoying on it. But there is like 5% of people who are probably fun to be around. But generally, fuck everyone <laughs> on drugs. <laughs> I've never done blow. I've never had the desire. I'm already jittery and high energy and fast talking enough. I feel like I don't need it. Uh, I, you know I took mean? a lot of Adderall in college, but that was like, to take tests but i used to get so fucking high off of it and like that's when i knew i should never do cocaine because i felt like god like on that shit it was bad my narcissism <laughs> just hit like epic levels and i'd wake up and i was like such a monster because you you come down really hard from that shit and it's i've just, heard yeah yeah and you, you don't you, you didn't want to be near me do you have any experience with uh with with the powder mr ruby uh it's not my favorite thing but i've tried it before okay you've indulged I'm, I'm similar to uh I, I don't need things to amp me up that much i'm usually looking for more things that will uh help me land the plane <laughs> yeah yeah exactly <laughs> although you're awfully calm today like i don't know yeah uh i guess it's working because <laughs> <laughs> all those drugs i'm on right now yeah they've, they've hit it just the right time shout out to drugs <laughs> <laughs> Oh shit! I, I I think it's tasteless. I just want to make clear. I do. We're talking. Yeah, back to the tasteless. London thing. You're going. Tasteless. I want to be a little devil's advocate and be like, ah, you know, that guy. I'd be like, yeah, that guy's a dick. But I probably wouldn't say anything. But that's just me. It just like, I I don't know. For me, it just that's people. And I I'd probably I, walk by. I guess I want to stick up for ambivalence, like, and be like, okay. I just don't care yeah that's is what that I'm all, is that yeah. all right is that allowed to that's, be like yeah all right that guy wants to do that i'm kind of leaning i in wouldn't that area do it too. but if, sure <laughs> yeah dude that's feels good for you you're not hurting anyone else right that's like, not the worst thing anyone did anyone has ever done after a terrorist attack uh in fact i could think of something worse my best friend once <laughs> sent an anonymous tip oh. to like cbs crime stoppers or one of those things after 9-11 happened blaming me so, and I don't know what's worse, the fact that like this is That's my amazing. best friend, or the fact that they did nothing. They did not follow up on this lead at all. Like it was like immediately afterwards. Like we didn't really know what was going on. In his head, he thought this was like the funny. We're like fifteen or sixteen years old. It is pretty funny. Time. Yeah, yeah, that is fucking it's hilarious. Brilliant, you know. Um, but then afterwards, he just he was really apologetic. <laughs> he was like, ah, "I kind of like hanging out with you. I I'm really sorry if, if you go to jail." <laughs> that, that had to be like one of your best friends to fucking pull a move. We're like that. still we're. I literally talked to him every single day. He's definitive. We've been friends since we were three. What's his name? Shout out, uh, Tom Cavanaugh. I'm sure he wants that shout out. Uh, being being associated with a psychopath like me, he's a normal. <laughs> like, between us, we're he's. It's like talking to myself. We're just a hive mind, but um. Like, he's a normal married guy with a beautiful wife and daughter. You know, has a great sales job, a house, and all that shit. Like, you know, upstate. And, like... Oh, you don't have to kiss his ass too hard, okay? He's friends with Fassel. He did some funny ins- 15 years ago. He's basically Patrick Bateman is what I'm trying to get at. <laughs> like, lurking underneath, it's it's just me. But, you know... Uh, yeah. And so, back to the, the London thing. <laughs> it's weird because, as comics, some of the things we've said and done for attention sometimes could be considered, you know, pretty awful... But like when you compare it to something like a guy taking selfies where a bunch of people just died, it almost seems like some of the stuff we say and do is awfully quaint. Yeah. Doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So So I have to vote legit outrage on this particular topic. I think 
it's one of those things where it's not going to be long term. In fact, by the time this episode comes out, it'll already be, you know, dead outrage, I guess. I don't really know how to how I would classify that, but no one's going to be talking about this by the time it comes out. But as far as like an afternoon of Twitter outrage, I feel like this is actually fairly worthy of people's time just to think about for a few minutes of like, hey, maybe if something bad like that happens near me, I won't behave like a raging dickhead. So that that's my take on it. I can actually, I understand where you're coming from. I'm, I'm kind of mm-hmm. mixed, like, in the sense that I think that people have the right to be turned off by it or disgusted by it. Mm-hmm. It's just a sad reminder of how, how there's always just fuckwads out there that, you know, just find a way to make the worst out of a situation. But this isn't really the worst. The worst of the situation is what happened minutes before he took that. Time. Yeah, definitely. And, uh, you know, that needs to be taken. I think, you know, it's, it is disgusting and it cheapens it. And it's, it's definitely, it's definitely sad to see, but... I don't think people really need to freak out that much. I mean, like I said, just people are like this all the fucking time. And it, just from the fact that it's it seems so common to me, I guess on one hand, you could argue like, hey, maybe we need to call Turn off the lawyer the brain. Out. Make a decision. All right. I'm going to say <laughs> I, I, I don't think it's legitimate outrage. Okay. So you think people should just calm the fuck down? I mean, and- I'm very, yeah, and I'm leaning slightly in that direction, but I'm going to commit to that. So Okay. Yeah. It, sometimes I'm torn as well. But I understand how you could look at I mean, this. It depends on how we're defining outrage, right? Like, if we're defining as people need to tell this guy he's a piece of shit. That's how we're defining legitimate. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So, yeah. Right. Um, but, I mean, if, if people, if, if it's okay for people to tweet at him and call him a piece of shit and fucked hard, I probably wouldn't do it. I think this article does the trick, and he just looks like, that's embarrassing enough. I think. Yeah, it was on live TV, and then it, you know, went off on Twitter. Yeah. So, so I, again, I feel like he he paid his dues by getting yelled at on the Internet for three hours one day. And also people and need to over. realize it's just noise at the end of the day. People move on so quickly. Exactly. Uh, yeah, I'm just going to actually fuck it. I'm going to say it's legitimate. I'm switching my vote. Yeah. You got me. You got me. <laughs> Matt, how do you feel about this whole, uh, whole I situation? I think this outrage is illegitimate. <laughs> oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, I don't know. Like uh, <laughs> this stuff always makes me think of. Uh, Dr. Wayne Dyer, who used to give these lectures on PBS, and I remember, yeah, I remember I've read him a couple saying, of his books. He's uh, awesome. uh, you need to stop looking for occasions to be offended. And I remember that always sticking with me of this idea of like, uh, if you seek out reasons to be offended and then judge people based on that, you're actually not revealing anything about them. You're revealing something about yourself and your need to judge. And I am fine letting this guy just do his thing and not... <laughs> having a strong opinion in either way about it because it's not really impacting my life. And, uh, yeah, I mean, which is kind of the way I feel about selfie people in general. Like, I, I don't want a selfie stick, but, you know, as long as they're not, like, actually blocking the sidewalk or something else, you're like, go yeah. to town, you know, you live your life. You know, it's not it's not what I would choose to do, but if you're not hurting anyone, then... Okay. Right. Just so we're clear, libertarian we can, angle that guy it. is cool with me just seeking out new ways to be offensive, right? That's still cool, or... Sure. All right. I was way funnier in my head. In retrospect, I regret. No, that. it's. I think it's. it's <laughs> I believe uh, in your innovation. Yeah. If like, I think there's the hunting aspect. If you're out there hunting for things that will offend you, you will just live a life of constantly being offended, and therefore be generating all this negative energy both within yourself and towards those around you. That you'll be manifesting the exact thing that you think you're in theory fighting. Yes. I like that. Zen. Very deep. <laughs> very well spoken. And you said a minute ago that people need to stop looking for reasons to be offended. Uh, I wish the Brooklyn comedy scene would take that advice. That's right. <laughs> well, if you could make it funny at least, but you know, if you just Oh, uh, that's, that's the part why I always fuck up. If you're an audience member, that's like get over. <laughs> it. 
Yeah. Oh, good. All right. So we'll close the book on that one. Uh, legitimate, but barely. And I think Matt makes some really good points. Fucking, you know, if you're, people want to be. Uh, to be fair, you're going to have a tough time getting me to actually think anything is legitimately offensive. <laughs> it's, it's a really high bar. Like, I, like, you got to, like, be defecating on All my right. dead mom or something. Well, at the I'll end, we're like, going right, to ask you about it. You've so gone too gonna... far, damn it. <laughs> so for Matt Ruby. Selfies with uh, still warm dead bodies not quite offensive yet. Yeah. We're gonna so, we're gonna get you I'm somewhere. I'm big on self regarding <laughs> versus other regarding actions. So okay, if you're hurting someone else, then I don't like it. Yeah, if you're doing something to yourself and it's not impacting me actually or anyone else, then I'm like. We're going to look at it yeah. that way. Those people are already dead. You can't hurt them anymore, right? That's actually how I feel. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Man, you would you fit in it. at Comedy Fight Club so, <laughs> with everyone shitting on each other's dead parents all the time. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So good times. <laughs> uh, moving along here now. You're we're welcome, gonna... Matt Marin, for the free fucking plug. So. He's been on the show before. He, <laughs> he knows how it works. Um, so moving along here to something totally unrelated to, to that Disney. We're doing some Disney outrage here on the show. Now, here at the Fake Outrage Report, we've had to cover a lot of stories of people getting pissed off over details on movies, things like castings, things like, well, mostly just movie castings. This is something even more strange and weird and specific about a movie. Uh, Disney is set to release the Mulan live action remake over the next couple years, I guess. I don't know if it's this year or next year. And there was a rumor going around on the internet because of an interview with the director and her name is Nikki Caro. And there's a quote here. She said, no songs right now, much to the horror of my children, unquote. And this set the Disney fanboys and girls off because apparently Mulan without songs would be a fucking travesty to these people. Oh, so wait, so this is just like the Disney version of people who freaked out over the Ghostbusters like reboot or whatever or not reboot but whatever it was the all check one this is the equivalent of that sort of but in the opposite direction well, I, I mean guess. i mean i guess what the ghost posting i guess like a narrative was forced but i still thought that was people were being fucking ridiculous about that but that's that's straying from it I, this is fucking stupid really <laughs> like and it also i read this article just now and it says that thousands of people on twitter like that's nothing like disney has a much larger fan base it's probably tens of thousands because dude disney people are fucking hardcore are they yeah i I don't know i guess i never talked to such people dude i used to work at disney world in florida these people are fucking crazy really okay they're um, i mean they're wonderful people most of them but yeah they're nuts (laughs) okay well, and both the visitors and the employees, by the way, because yeah. there are some people that work there who, you know, are like me who work there because it was a job or, you know, getting college credits. And then there are some people who like move down there because they're like, I want to be part of the tradition and I want to be part oh of this wonderful culture. Oh, it's it's ridiculous, dude. People move down to Orlando because they love Disney so much. Yes. Oh, oh absolutely. That's incredible. I kn- I'm so unaware of this. It's it kind of makes sense, though. There's weird shit. There's fucking the weirdest shit ever. The, the internet kind of opened my eyes to that. So, not in, like, there's fa- there's erotic fan fiction of Chip and Dale's Rescue Rangers. So, this actually isn't that far off. So, that I'm sure happen. someone's made an actual. Yeah. Uh, there are Disney that... furries. There has to be. I'm just convinced of that. But uh... there's definitely Mulan porn, by the way. Really? There has to be. There yeah, has to be. There's, it, it's what, Rule 34? Yeah, is that what it is? Of the internet? <laughs> yeah, of the internet. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. For those of you who don't know what he's talking about, the rule of the internet is if it exists, there is porn for it, no exceptions. Yeah. 
out. Uh, that's basically it. And in Rule 35, if, it, if it, there's no important of it, it will come or something like that. It <laughs> exactly. will happen. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. And it's, I'm amazed. Like, I still get surprised or disgusted every now and then. When I think I've seen everything, the internet still finds ways to surprise me. And thank God for that, because I really hope. Like, yeah, and Fassel's a desensitized man, as you can clearly <laughs> tell by listening to him talk. So, Or come and see me do stand-up. You'll see <laughs> just how desensitized. But uh. So anyway, back to the... Disney story here. Uh, it sounds as if they, and I could be totally wrong about this, but it's the, one of them in some article, because I read a few on this, they were saying that it was going to be like a, like a martial artsy kind of film. So it sounded to me like they were trying to make like the, the pirates of the Caribbean PG 13 version of Mulan, like a live action sort of kick-ass movie to cash in on that feminist dollar of like women beating up men on the big screen. Cause that's, that's big these days you know, the, the feminist type movies because there has been a lot of success with movies like Logan and uh, Mad Max Fury Road, that sort of thing. And so people were mad that it's going to be... Is Logan feminist? I thought it was Wolverine, dude. It's about like an eight-year-old girl who grows Wolverine claws and beats people up, sort of. Logan is? Yeah. Okay. Oh, is that what it is? Well, it's... It, well, no, it, Hugh Jackman's in it. Yeah. His character is in it. But the movie is... It's more of about... He's protecting some little girl. And yeah, Professor this, X is like crazy yeah. and cursing and shit like that because he's like old as fuck. Yeah. yeah, and like it's in it, but like this girl has the same powers as Wolverine. Okay, and so like it's you know it's more of the whole like girl power the thing. Next which, generation. Yeah, which hey, I'm down with it. And by the way, uh, a martial arts PG-13 style Disney movie sounds pretty fucking awesome, you know. And so people are super pissed off about this before they even watch the movie. Yeah, I don't want to. Like, people always freak out when they're class. Like I said, there's the Ghostbusters, but this happens every time there's a fucking reboot of almost anything, unless yeah. the reboot is something that's a piece of shit. Then no one cares. <laughs> like no one complained when Battlestar Galactica was remade into a good TV show. You know when I think it would be entitled is if every time they did that, they actually like destroyed the original movie. Yeah. You know, like if they made it so you couldn't see the original that would Ghostbusters. Be awesome. And like all copies were destroyed yeah. and it doesn't exist anymore, then I feel like these people would be like, no, have they'd have a right a righteous point. <laughs> yeah. But exactly. like you don't like it. Go watch Don't the old watch movie. It. Yeah. You know, go watch the one you like. It's yeah. still there. No one's <laughs> no one's taking away the thing that you like. They're just adding more options to the world. It, it's no different how comic books, like they create alternate universes for certain heroes. Like Spider-Man has like five different versions, you know, and you know, it's it's not stopping you from reading the main canon of the fucking, you know, plot line or whatever. But if you want to check out Hispanic Spider-Man, be be my fucking well, Oh, what's yeah. the new one? The new controversy was, with Spider-Man where like his girlfriend in the movie is like black or something and people are pissed off about that too. Yeah, it doesn't fucking matter. Yeah, like, there's really so many retcons and reboots. Anyone who's actually a comic book fan would know that they change shit all the time, right? It's like people, you know, people freak out if Batman's too dark or something like that and he's killing people, but it's like no, the original Batman killed people. Even the current Batman kills people, you know. It's like what the fuck are you talking about? But um or yeah, just people. No, wasn't it Superman that's not supposed to kill people? Yeah, but Superman yeah. has like darker aspects too. Like he's been there's so many variations and reboots, and then there's alternate universes. Like it shouldn't matter. Just like it's just a mythology and a fucking license. If you don't like it, then don't. You know the best way to prove a point? Don't go fucking watch it. You know it's not that hard. It, it just like well, how is it hurting you? You know like how is it hurting Superman? You know um, I don't know. It's it's weird that people freak out about this stuff. It just. There's always been multiple versions of the same like concept or IP or something like that, mm -hmm. you know. And this, and this is what I'm worried about though with the Mulan thing, is the result of this outrage. Apparently, the director lady Nikki Caro had to actually make another statement about the movie because mm -hmm. enough people on Twitter were like, "Fuck you, Disney!" 
And she then backtracked her original thing and she said, oh, no, we haven't made a decision yet on the songs. I see. That's thank God she's doing this and not someone like me. Because I just be like, well, you know what? Now Mulan's getting raped. You know, that would have been Jesus. I would have gone over the top and just been such a dickhead. Like if that if, if people were being that ridiculous and that's why I don't get far in life, you know, <laughs> but how do you write a G rated rape scene? I don't know. It's not Find a G rated Mulan remake. <laughs> I mean, can I get meta with all this stuff? Please, <laughs> please do. I, what's interesting to me is how this is always just existing entirely on social media and on the internet. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, I, I think uh, like Marshall McLuhan talking about the medium is the message, and how we so we think we're talking about Mulan or we think we're talking about selfie sticks, but what we're really talking about is the internet and what it's mm-hmm. doing to humanity. And all these stories aren't as important on a granular level as much as what the internet and social media has done to us and how like we have this illusion of being connected and like having friends and having like likes and favorites and stuff. But it actually we're all disconnected and staring at our phones and lacking, you know, humanity and community and like actual face to face interactions, like, like what we're having right now. And part of what all these complaints are, I think is like on some level, like a cry for help or a display of like sort of loneliness and disconnection that's happening uh, throughout our society right now because we're all addicted to our phones and our laptops and existing in this digital realm and not actually uh, interacting with other human beings the way that we truly want to. So when, when I hear like this sort of outrage and stuff, what I see is like people who are lonely or people who just feel disconnected. <laughs> okay. or they're, they're not being like heard. Or they feel like their views aren't legitimate or they're not, they're, they feel like stuff's happening that's they're not part of. And so this is just like a cry for help. Like, look at me, pay attention to me. My feelings matter. I like, I want you to know how I feel. That's what social media is to begin with is people going for attention. Yeah. It was originally just used for all of us to, try to get ladies here. That's what I remember. The, I had the original Facebook or actually close to it. I went to Tufts when Mark Zuckerberg was at Harvard. Oh, so we shit. were like the third school to get it. I agree with most of what you said, by the way. I just want to bring up, I just, I don't believe it's technology doing it to us. I think it's just what we're doing with technology. I think sure. we've been just given this power and what we do to each other with it. I still blame it. I, I sound like guns ago. don't kill people. People kill people. So no, it's, we're, it's we're so like analogous. a rat with a button that we keep yeah. pushing and we can't help ourselves. So the technology has enabled us to like push this button in our brain and release these chemicals uh, you know, of uh, intermittent variable rewards that we get every time we re- refresh Facebook or Twitter is the same high that people get from playing slot machines all the time. And we can't stop ourselves. And yet we're hurting ourselves. And yeah, I don't think we, like we know how to manage it. Of it. But I think social media as a whole is still good. I think people are, if people choose to be more connected, there's a lot of friendships that I would not have today if it wasn't for the ease of social media. Like I like I said, I wouldn't be close to my high school. My, my wouldn't high have gotten friends. laid nearly enough times. I'm pretty sure it's improved my odds of getting laid. <laughs> I mean, mathematically, it has to, right? Yeah, I mean, also, it just I, I feel like because a girl can stalk my pictures and they're carefully selected, so there isn't anything too bad. <laughs> and then she's like, "Oh, this guy might be worth it." And then she has like a she has this preconceived notion of who I am, and I just sound like such a sociopath like right now. But no, that, that's fine. not that's not the good. Of it. I mean, but the good of it is, I think a lot of I've maintained a lot of friendships and relationships through the internet and that stuff. And Absolutely. I'm also guilty of being a whore for likes and comments. Like I don't really like Twitter; it's really annoying. Um, but Facebook, I, I will admit, I'm I'm guilty as everyone else. I wrote a joke last night, and I checked my phone before I went to bed, and it was like 30 likes, and I was kind of excited. And I woke up and I kept on checking my phone throughout the fucking taping I did this morning and just to see if it would hit a hundred. Oh, that's right. I forgot to mention that. Yeah. How'd that go this morning? Oh, it went fucking fantastic. Um, Fuck yeah. 
You should tell them what you're talking about. Oh, yeah, that would be good. Uh, so I was on the taping for Comics Watching Comics uh, for episode five, I believe. It's mm-hmm. it's basically uh, it's a show where comics in like an intermediate level, so like three to five years into comedy mm-hmm. or in stand-up, I should say. Um, Kevin Goatee was on the show, actually, and I already explained this once. But uh, Oh, he was on this show? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. He was so, like yeah, one it's of Kevin Goatee's baby. Um, and yeah, just the, the co- like it, they go on stage, we all do a type five, and then uh, a bunch of pro comics uh, review these sets and they give feedback and then they, they either pass the comics or they don't. And then there's a winner at the end. They get some spots at whatever comedy club. Anyway, back to, to the Mulan thing. (laughs) So anyway, so the director did say that there's no decisions been made. And so now this is what I'm worried about is I'm worried about what if they already had this like really awesome movie written. That was like a cool, like a fun fight movie, you know, girl power and all this, like the origin story of Mulan. And, now, because Disney people are angry, they're going to try to hastily film a bunch of songs to kind of shove in there. And so it's going to be like one of those things where you're going to be watching a movie with major tonal shifts in it. Where like one scene is a cool martial arts scene and then they break into song after. This sounds like a Bollywood movie. Yeah. That's- <laughs> there are Bollywood action <laughs> movies that are just like what you just described. And they're fucking hilarious. It just It's so intense and serious and it does exactly that. Sometimes mm-hmm. like, there's action scenes where the action scenes are happening during the music videos, and it's the funniest fucking shit ever, but <laughs> you just have to see it. That's what I'm worried about this yeah. turning into, is I'm worried about the quality dropping because they're trying to appease a certain group of people. Well, I'm not worried because I wasn't going to watch that shit anyway, so fuck them. I think if people want to be a pain in the ass and bitch about these things and act like they can make a movie, then you get what you deserve when you be a fucking crybaby about this shit. Like, either let the producers do it, and or you go ahead and make that fucking movie. Let me know how it works out, Middle America. So um, I just singled them out as if there's no Disney fans anywhere else. But uh, yeah, it's actually more uppity people that are Disney fans because they're the only ones that can afford to go to Disney World every uh, year. I figured a lot of white checks. That's kind of the best. So yeah, okay. Well, uh, that was the brown guy that said that, not me. But yeah, I agree with what you just said. Is is these people are they're paid to make these movies and write these movies and film these movies, all this stuff. It's like let them do their jobs. You know, don't be the armchair director. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that's not fair to these people. And what's wrong with having these changes? Like, that's what I don't find out. I mean, I'm making this argument. Forget about the outrage. I'm going to just be like, look, everything, a lot of these things have been, a lot of ideas have been recycled over old stories or old tropes or stuff like that. And they made into different things. And like, it's not always a bad thing when some, when there's a new look or a fresh take on this. Like, Think of another Disney movie, Aladdin. The original story of Aladdin, no one has read Arabian Nights, by the way, but and the thing about Arabian Nights is it's actually based in China. It's not a story about Arabs. It, it sounds like a lot, the context and tone of it sounds like, cause they talk about sultans and stuff like that, but they say it takes place somewhere in like the China lands or some shit like that. And the original, the China lands. Yeah. It, it, yeah some shit <laughs> like that. Well, we're, we're <laughs> Arabs. We're like fucking that. racist by default, but uh, it's not only <laughs> white people, you know, they get all the glory, but we're just as awful. But I promise you, the the original Aladdin story is a stupid piece of shit, and the Disney version that literally does nothing in that fucking story is so much better. I'm okay, I'm okay with that reboot reboot of literature or that adaptation. And I think yeah. people, I mean, yeah, it's just like uh, people need to keep a fucking open mind, you know. And if I always say, if you hate it, then Kickstarter's right around the fucking corner. Yeah, you know. So the overall so. message here is that people who are smarter than you and smarter than us make these movies. And I don't know if they're necessarily smarter, but they're the ones getting paid to do this, and you're not putting in the time to make it. You know, uh, it might, but there are barriers. Like you know, it's not like anyone can make a fucking movie. You, 
Hollywood probably is very uh, fully nepotism and shit like that. Yeah. Well, and but. here's the thing. I, because I'm, I have a little experience with the Disney folks, I'm going to I'm gonna address them in the second person for just a minute. If anybody who's a hardcore Disney freak is listening to this, here's my challenge to you, okay? Let them make the martial arts version of Mulan. It could suck and you could be right, but I'm willing to wager that. I'm willing to eat my words on that, okay? But l- let a different take on this maybe, you know, manifest because... Do you really want to watch the same movies over and over again? That's that's sort of my question here. Is uh, I have, I have a challenge for these uh, these Disney fans too. Um, oh I God. challenge you to kill yourself, you <laughs> fucking losers! Oh my God! I play fucking board games that are one step away from Dungeons and Dragons, and uh, I feel cool right now. And uh, God, it's, I, I just <laughs> I can't take. help it. Hot take. <laughs> I don't believe in like half the shit I say. I just had to. Do, I don't know why I have that <laughs> desire. I think what does I see, you know, the problem with people like me is I see, I don't think I want outrage to go away. I love when people. Well, I don't either. I wouldn't have rustled. a podcast anymore. Because <laughs> <laughs> I can't. Then I get to play with. It. I get to fucking prod him with the stick and see how close I can get to not you know, to getting murdered without actually it happening. But it's gonna come back to haunt me. But you know. Okay. <laughs> so verdict time, uh, Matt Ruby. How do you feel about this? Uh, Mulan outrage. Not legitimate. I mean, let them make the movie, and then you can dislike it then. But I don't. I don't want directors to have to like take a poll each time they have a different plot point they want to bring in. Yeah, to a exactly. Movie. It's like you don't know what the vision is, so yeah. let it happen. All right, exactly. Yeah, I'm. I'm let it go. Ah, see what I did there? Dropping Disney references <laughs> on the show. I'm a hundred percent with you. This is of all the things to get pissed off about. This is completely ridiculous. Fake outrage. Fasal Alam, how do you feel? Uh, I would say. Well, actually, uh, you already told us how you feel, but can you say it slightly more eloquently than "kill yourself"? Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> Fake outrage. I mean, let's. I don't see what the big deal is. It's not like it's a cast of four men being replaced by four women. That was a Ghostbusters joke that did not land. Okay. No, <laughs> we all know how you feel about women, Fasal. <laughs> So let's, let's bail out as uh, fast as we can here. Uh, before we get on the show, uh, we always give our guests the opportunity. Uh, Mr. Ruby, is there anything you're currently pissed off about, outraged about, if you will, that you want to let some steam off on? Um, these karaoke people. Ooh, we haven't had that one yet. Okay. Uh, to me, every karaoke room is an escape room. I'm just <laughs> so like, it's like a mutual hostage situation. Uh, like uh, it's uh, you sing out of tune like why i don't get what's enjoyable about it i feel like it's uh it's like uh, a manifestation of the same sort of selfie culture of like yeah i haven't tried and i'm not talented but i'm gonna go on stage and you need to sit there and take it and then it'll be your turn and i'll take it too and we'll just get drunk and this is fun what if and someone like went on no st- what if you actually like love music and want it to be good like what then then what do you do well, there's some karaoke bars where people are actually good. Yeah, that's even creepier. Yeah. That's even there weirder. A, what if somebody went on stage with a selfie stick? Would that be where the universe ends for I you, Mr. Ruby? I think it's probably happened many <laughs> times, right? I mean, it seems just about <laughs> right, doesn't it? If I it owned a karaoke right. bar, I would start putting selfie sticks on stage because I think it would be a, a good selling point to, Absolutely. to these people. Yeah, I never thought of it that way, though. It really is just people who want to get drunk and want some attention. It's like the original selfie stick in some ways. Yeah. I mean, well, it's like like if you actually like like music and like when things are like out of tune, it's painful. It's like unpleasant. I don't know. Like, I, I like music. That's why I don't want to hear you ruin it. <laughs> oh, he means that. All, all close friends of Matt Ruby who might hear this. He means that for each and every one of you. 
Well, I'm not going to invite you to strip club karaoke, but no. Oh, <laughs> um, that is what you do for your birthday. That by the what, way. It was yeah. Well, we I fucked it up. It was supposed to be that we did it in a strip club, and we just went to a strip club and then did karaoke because I did not organize it. Yeah, so. they were supposed to be together. They ended up being separate. Yeah, one of these days I'll probably do it. Are there strip <laughs> clubs that do karaoke, or did you? No, have to call I just up? I was just drunk one day, and I thought this was the greatest idea ever. And my law school friends agreed, and all the women were on law board. Law school. Yeah. <laughs> all, it's funny. All the it, all the female lawyers were on board for this. That's what I. The, the scummier idea I have, the more on board my professional female friends. Well, are. like strip club karaoke <laughs> seems to be like everyone should get up and strip. Yeah, like I'm, not that you sing. Like, strip, you know what I'm saying? Strip like, while they do horrible renditions of Christina Aguilera songs from the '90s. I feel as if that's the whole point of that. That sounds incredible. So <laughs> that sounds very liberating. No, um, Matt, would you feel differently about karaoke if people were taking their clothes off during it? Yes. <laughs> You'd feel more outraged. Well, I mean, like, I, that, yeah, is, yeah. What if they're hot? I would like it. If they were <laughs> ugly, I would want them to stop. The same way I feel about with people singing. Like if you could sing really well, like, all right. But like, if it's just bad, it's just like, why, what is pleasant about taking turns being bad at something? <laughs> I second that. I went to Tufts. We had a naked quad run, which sounds good in theory, except that no, everyone at Tufts is ugly. So it ruined <laughs> naked for me. You know? a, lot of, a lot of Tufts dropping on this podcast. Oh, I'll tell wait. Did that happen earlier? So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I totally forgot. Uh, whoops, but... <laughs> Yeah, fuck We Tufts. get it. You went to Tufts. I'm never right. giving a dime to you pieces of shit. You're smarter so. than us. We understand. <laughs> All right. That sounds like a good place to end. Um, so thank you for listening, everyone. You can follow Matt Ruby online at... Uh, MattRubyComedy.com is my website. Uh, at Matt Ruby on Twitter and on Facebook at Matt Ruby Comedy. Yes, and check out Hot Flashes, which is out either yesterday it's or out. today. It's out. You yeah, can get it's it. It's out. March 31st, it's out. Check it out. Hot flashes. Follow us online at Fake Outrage Rept. Email us anytime you'd like at thefakeoutragereport at gmail.com. Give us those high reviews, all that fun little clicky clicky stuff. And until next time, kids, any uh, any parting thoughts? Um, Pass it along. I don't know. Um, don't smoke crack. That's all I got. That's a good one. Right. Until next time.